The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you guys for tuning in. We are still only a couple weeks away from the Feast of Harvest, which is the day of Pentecost. So we're still in that 50-day period. We've been talking about it for the past couple weeks, the 50-day period between the Passover celebration and the day of Pentecost, which is when God poured out his Holy Spirit during the Feast of Harvest. So the Feast of Harvest is just around the corner. So any seeds that you have in the ground, we want to make sure that Our obedience and our faith is in check so that when the feast of harvest comes, we can reap the seeds that we have sown. And we want to make sure that the seeds that we have sown, that they are good seeds, you know, seeds that further God's kingdom and give him glory. Amen. So we've been talking a lot about applying the things of God in every areas of our life. And that's something that's applicable now, today, more than ever, because God wants to manifest political revival. God wants to manifest the transfer of wealth. God wants to manifest blessings and pour them out over the body of Christ. But he's not going to do it unless the body of Christ is ready for it. And he's not going to do it in your life. He's not going to do it in my life unless we make ourselves ready. So that means that we need to examine every area of our life, our health, our finances, our family members, our personal relationships, and we need to ask God what needs to be done in these areas. If we're struggling financially, God, what do you need me to do to settle this financial issue? We just need to give it to God. You know, we can't take our will and we can't force it upon God, or we can't try to do our own thing and ask God to bless it. God's perfect will and God's perfect plan will come about through our faith and obedience to him through submitting to him because he knows all he loves us as much as he loves his only son so with that in mind we know that if we submit ourselves to him that he will have our best interest and something that pastor chris told us the other day is that anything that's within the plan of god it will do three things it will give glory to god first and foremost it will benefit us and it will benefit others. God's perfect plan for our life will do those three things. If it only benefits us, and it doesn't give glory to God, it's not from God. If it doesn't do those three things, give glory to God, benefit us, benefit others, then it's not in God's perfect will. And that's what we want to bring about in this earth, so that we can transform the nations. Amen? So, we're going to share with you a message from Pastor Chris that she shared with us a couple weeks ago, and it's about this thing that we're talking about, about submitting every area of our life to God. And so, without further ado, let's listen in to Pastor Chris. If you and I believe that God is God, then we must believe Him, you must serve Him, right? That He is a powerful And a loving God. And if we believe in God, the Father, we must worship and believe in the Son. Right? And if we believe in the Son and the Father, we must listen, be taught, and be led by the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. 
and then it will be complete. It's going to be Trinity, just like us. Mankind is built also in Trinity, our body, soul, and spirit. And for the past few years and for the past few months, we are being inspired, we're being encouraged, sometimes we're being yelled at to take care of our physical body, to take care of our soul, and to take care of our spiritual part by being matured in the kingdom of God. So it is important because of the times that we're in. Political revival is taking place. We're going to have a righteous president. I don't know who, but we're going to have one. And it is the responsibility of the Christians to pray. Because the effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. We dictate the outcome. I really believe, and I can see it now, that one of the things that will be uprooted in our country is political correctness. It already started. And it's going to continue. And everything else will follow. Political correctness has a lot of hidden evil agendas. And with us, we're supposed to be spiritually correct. Including our doctrines, right? So there's a lot of wonderful things that are happening. And things are already in place. All we need to do is to get in line with God and everything will follow. Okay? The most important thing is you need to get in line with God. You need to cooperate with God and his purpose and apply his ways of doing things because we cannot dictate God the way we want him to move. We can expect God to answer our prayer at our convenience. We cannot expect to move in power and supernatural if we just limit ourselves with the things that we do understand because we have not understand fully the concepts and the ways of God. That's why we are striving into perfection because the scripture is very clear. We know in part, we prophesy in part, but when we matured, whatever we need to know for specific issues in our times, we know. The scripture said, until the perfection comes. Just like we cannot inflict vengeance to our enemies until our obedience is complete. Instead of stopping, oh, we cannot inflict obedience, it's just like acknowledging that Satan and his demons are more powerful or as powerful as God. No, there's a time there that until our obedience is complete. Now, we can compartmentalize that. We can departmentalize that. Like, for example, your health. Now, it is not perfect. You have challenges with it. Now you apply God's ways of doing things and you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. In that particular area in your life, your obedience is complete. Then you're going to see improvement. You're going to see the manifestations of your wellness. Same thing with the finances. Same thing with the relationship. In areas of your life, the things that you wanted the most to manifest, your obedience has to be complete for that specific time. The thing is, we're doing it, we're looking at it, and we look at it as a whole. We are whole, but in that particular, it's just like you're bleeding in your forehead and you're putting a Band-Aid in your arm, right? Then the Band-Aid was produced for a specific issue, but if you don't apply it to where it's supposed to be, is that going to work? Try to lose weight and your diet is going to be all fats, all bacon, all chocolate. Not even dark chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate. And purely sugar. And see, because you are applying a different ways in a specific time. Right? 
Do not generalize the things. Make it personal, just like your relationship with our Lord. Make it personal. Don't generalize God. He is intimate. We are created in His image. We are not the general type of people. We are so unique. Hello? So, on the things that you want the mostest, you desire the mostest, you apply the principles of the kingdom, and I guarantee you, your obedience is complete. Once you follow that instruction, it will manifest. So we are targeting things this summer. And you do not allow any distractions or anything to move you away from God has brought you because then you're applying band-aids into a different part of the body. It's just like you're anemic and you're taking pills, blood thinning pills. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to see your maker tomorrow if you're going to do that. And that's why we cannot make God a cookie cutter except that he is a loving God. And his result is always good. All good things come from him. But we cannot apply the same thing in one situation. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. One thing that worked for us in the past, they're not going to work for us now. Let me prove it to you. When I first moved into this country, I thought that tacos only are produced and prepared by Taco Bell. Taco Bell, that's tacos for me. I came in here, hello, I cannot settle for that tacos from Taco Bell, not unless I'm in the middle of nowhere and that's the only food to take. It will not work for me. Same thing with the things that we used to know. That's why we're having problems. Oh, I'm doing everything that I know how to do. That's your problem. You count everything lost for the sake of knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection for that specific issue in your life. We are going to be very specific. Okay? It is important if you generalize things. Oh, I'm believing God. I'm believing God. You can believe all you want. What you believe and where your faith is produce a corresponding action. And whatever we speak, it will produce some results. Try to be negative. You're tired all the time. Try to be negative and then you're driving on a safe streets of San Antonio, Texas. And you got stopped by a police. It's going to give you a ticket. You already have a bad attitude. And then you started making false declaration. I'm not speeding. Yes, you are speeding. And then you argue. You may have won the argument, but you're still going to pay the fine. Right? But when you're positive, when you are in the things of God and excited, the police will give you a ticket. You're still smiling. And so like, uh-uh, nothing can mess up my day today. Right? And then you apologize to the police. I'm sorry. And said, I'm in a hurry. I'm sorry, sir. God bless you. I've been praying for you. Nothing can mess your days. But we are going to choose every day. How are we going to receive that? Are we going to be negative, starting with our own selves or with others or the whole situation? Or are we going to see through? Are we going to look at the light and see, oh, this is so exciting. I wonder how God is going to pull this thing off. Sometimes we look at the condition of our country we think that, oh my gosh, I said, God, this is difficult, even for God. God, this is a challenge for you. Even for you, this is a challenge. Sometimes we say that. Just like this country is going from bad to worse. And it's just like, I don't. 
I'm seeing it in the future and the younger generations on the ones that I looked at and the one that I listen and the one that I fellowship with. I see greatness in them and they know more about the things of God and they are a lot smarter than we were in those age. Even though we were fully convinced that we are so smart, we knew everything when we were teenagers, right? Nobody can convince me otherwise. But when you look at them, there are so much possibilities and they make things easier for them instead of us. We have to work real hard. We toiled for what we got. But with them, all they need to do is to believe God. I see it from their speeches and I see the harvest that we have sown in their life. I was introduced to one of the Bible students, the first Bible students in Helotus uh, for the children. And I always say, man, this is like all those who've gone through those Bible studies and encounter with God, they are really very strong in the Lord. They glean so much from it, even though sometimes you don't think that by looking at them that they're not getting it, but they're getting it. So I was introduced. I met again somebody who is one of the first students of Bible study. He graduated from college yesterday, and he's getting married in October, and he introduced me to his sweetheart. And the very first thing that he said, that, Oh, you are Pastor Chris. He's been telling me all about you and the mission trips and all of these things. And that's what they're talking about. Instead of, oh, man, I said, that woman. But I look at them and I'm like, wow, this country is going to be a lot better when they're at the helm. And we must continue to sow those seeds in their lives. Don't worry about it because they'll figure things out. And said, try to buy a new phone. And you cannot figure it out. Give it to one of them. Within minutes, they figure it out. And you attended college. You attended all this continuing education. Right? And with them, because what God said, in the last days, and we are in the last days, knowledge shall increase. Not only about knowledge about science, about life, but also knowledge about God. And now that we are learning, in the past, we have to really earn for God to approve of us. Right? You need to be perfect. You're working and working and working at it, but you cannot. But now we're learning that God is love. And he loves me and you as much as he loves his only begotten son. Now this is the revelation of this generation. I could just imagine what will be their revelation about God when they're at the helm, right? Okay. So anything that you have to do, submit your will to God, make your obedience complete in that part or many parts of your life that needs manifestations, that needs blessing, that needs prosperity. Okay. In Luke chapter 12, let's go to Luke chapter 12, starting with verse 1. I'm just going to stay in this chapter, and we're going to take this as an instruction, a prophetic instruction for this summer, okay? Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. He addressed them first. He went to the core team, hey, 12, and said, come here first. Right? 
and told them, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. He said, I tell you, my friend, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. So he prepared when the crowds have gathered, he spoke and gave instruction to his disciples first. Right? Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your heads are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than the many sparrows. God is watching over the sparrows. He said, you know what? You are more precious, much, much precious than those sparrows. And said, if I count the number of your hair, if I know, he was telling us how powerful and how knowing and perfect he is. So we should not tell him what to do. We should ask him what we must do, right? God knows the numbers of your hair. Why can't you not pray and believe God? And said, when you pray, you must what? Believe that you have received. So that if you have problems with your hair, ask God not to give them permission to fall. And said, if I am more important than the sparrows, God, well, and said, everything that is important to me, they're important to you. To have lots of hair, healthy hair is important to me. It's not my priority, but it's important to me. Tell me what I need to do. And then make your obedience complete by following what the Holy Spirit tells you. Right? Okay. I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. If the Holy Spirit can tell you what you should say, the Holy Spirit can tell you what you need to do for a specific area or issues. Right? And then someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Here is Jesus. First, he addressed the disciples and said, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. And then he went on preaching. He was telling about, You are so valuable to God, more valuable than the sparrows, and so valuable that he knows the number of your hair. And then he interrupted Jesus. He has his own agenda. He was not interested about learning about what Jesus and the revelation about the Holy Spirit, the revelation of who God is, the revelation of a loving God, the revelation of how precious you are, but he has one motivation. Tell my brother to divide the inheritance. He changed the whole thing. That's why I get upset when people interrupt the service or some people who has their own agenda. 
when they come here. Are you getting this? If your agenda is different, it's just like, I will not be pleased because I know God is not going to be pleased. So that we'll know God, we will declare the praises of God, and we will going to express how much we love him and that he is our priority in our lives. So, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So he was what? Telling Jesus what to do. Just like our prayer. Jesus, I wanted to sit in the front. Jesus, I want the parking lot. Jesus, don't let anyone take my parking lot, my parking space, right? And Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you and your brother? Then he addressed the whole crowd again. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Just like some of us. What am I going to do? And then he said, this is what I'll do. Hey, I have a doctorate degree. I have a master's degree. This is what I'm going to do. And God, I expect you to bless it. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself. But, don't forget that, it's not rich toward God. God doesn't care. Actually, he wants us and he expects us to be prosperous. But we have to be prosperous in spirit, in our relationship with him. That's what he wants. Why is that? Because when God blesses, he adds no sorrow to it. If you just do it by yourself and said you are a self-made man or a woman and do it yourself, you could never be satisfied. If you're looking for thrills and said, oh, if I'm going to get that, I will be happy. When you get there, you're not happy. He says like, ah. Oh, there's still emptiness in me because that emptiness only God and your knowledge about God and who you are in God can fill it. Are you getting this? Don't misquote Jesus. This is how with anyone who stores up things for himself. And then we think that God loves us to be poor. He became poor so that we don't have to. He died for our sins and he became sin so that we will not die with our sins. And we should not continue to sin. So it is important for you to understand that you don't look at your life and say, okay, it will be perfect when these things come. You need to examine the Trinity in yourself, your body, your soul, and your spirit. And then bring them to God and apply God's ways of doing things in those areas. Then you will not miss anything. Amen. Well, I hope you took these words to heart. We really need to examine, as Pastor Chris said, the Trinity within ourselves, that our body, our spirit, and our mind, that it's all in alignment 
with the perfect will of God. Because when that happens, when we are in complete alignment with God's will, then everything will come together. His perfect will will be made manifested in our lives. And that's going to be what brings forth, what brings about the transfer of wealth. That's going to be what brings about revival in this nation. Because if all the body of Christ, if all of us are in complete unity, because we're all in God's perfect plan, then God will start to work miracles, signs, and wonders in the body of Christ. Amen? Well, we're about out of time for today. Before we go, I just want to remind you again, we are in that 50-day period leading up to the Feast of Harvest. So let's keep that in mind because God wants to pour out many blessings and anointing during the Feast of Harvest. And we are just a couple weeks away. It's going to be in mid-June, the 50 days after Passover. So let's keep that in prayer. But we're about out of time. But before we go, don't forget to check out our website, www.sogmi.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. We have all the previous broadcasts of this radio show on that website. So if you want to get caught up, if you want to download them to your phone, you can listen to them there. So be sure to check that out. Again, God is on the move, brothers and sisters. Get excited and let's get in alignment with God's perfect will. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.